Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. Hey, welcome to Heart of the Home podcast today. We are celebrating something right here on our show today. It's our anniversary. And not our wedding anniversary, it's our podcast's anniversary. We're going to be talking about the milestones that we've reached in the past year and the future. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hey everyone, popping on here to tell you about our latest collection drop on Stag Design. It's our art collection. These are beautiful, large-scale, very high-quality art pieces that will mix seamlessly with our current collection pillows and fabrics and wallpapers. You can check it all out on stagdesignshop.com. Hi there. Hi. How are you today? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. I mean, we've seen each other all morning, so. (laughs) I know. But we wanted to keep it fresh and snappy. Yeah, so snappy. (laughs) If you want snappy, bring John onto the podcast. That's that's the formula right there. He's a chipper one, (laughs) that John. No, we really are chipper today because we have reached a milestone. We've turned a year old. That's right. The podcast is a year old. I actually can't believe it's been a year already. I know. It goes super fast. It goes super fast. We started this podcast because we wanted to give a little bit more in-depth information about our projects, about uh, questions that readers and followers have, and then also do kind of interviews with people about what home means to them and what makes a home. Many of you know I have a background in journalism. I was a journalist for a super long time, and I sincerely just love talking to people and getting to know all of the little things in their lives and and what sort of makes them who they are and in turn what makes their house what it is. So that's sort of how we got the podcast going. What do you think about the podcast? I like it. It's um I didn't really know what to expect. I've definitely never done anything like this before, but it's kind of fun to get all to philosophize a bit about <laughs> what we do and to dig into the details. I think I'm usually surprised when we pick a topic for a podcast episode, how much depth there is into each of these topics and and kind of the experience we've gained over the years. It's kind of cool to see, you know, over trial and error and with the different projects we've done, how much we've learned and to hopefully you know, tell some of that to other people that can benefit them in their projects. I wanted to, uh, during this episode, talk a little bit about home and what it means to both of us. So we've shared a little bit of insight into this. You know, John and I both grew up in kind of unusual circumstances, I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't know about unusual. I don't know. Is it unusual? Who knows how unusual it is? I don't know. Everyone's got their stuff. Definitely different than the life our children have. Yeah. Right. It, it Definitely different. So, um, John was raised by a single mother mm-hmm. and uh, who didn't have a lot of resources. She, why don't you tell a little bit about your circumstances rather than me telling you about your circumstances? <laughs> uh, yeah. So she, 
had, I mean, her aspiration in life has always been to just be an amazing mother, not just be, but to be an amazing mother. And that's really what she cares about most and homemaker most. Um, And she really didn't have career aspirations because again, she viewed the most important thing for her and the most fulfilling thing for her was just to, to make a great home and to, to do that and spend all of her time doing that. And for most of, you know, her life before I was born, (laughs) that was the case. She was married and, and she made our home and her family, like her only priority, her only focus. And then unfortunately my parents divorced when I was three, very young and she was forced to go out and get a job and become a provider. And, and my dad, unfortunately just completely fell off the scene and she was literally alone to provide for, I'm the youngest of seven kids. So it was a pretty big group of people and she'd never worked before. So she was thrust into these circumstances she did not want. She had never wanted to be a career person and didn't get an education after high school, didn't pursue a career in any way. So, And also pretty devastating. John's parents had just built this massive, beautiful house. Mm-hmm. Um, and your mom just, I, I wasn't there obviously, but I would say based on what I've heard and what she's told me, she truly just like, loved this phase of her life. Oh yeah. Like where things were comfortable. So hard to get to that phase, right? Uh-huh. Things were comfortable. She was born to be a homemaker, your mother. She yeah. really was. She just loves like the details in a home and the, you know, entertaining, having people over for dinner. I mean, she just loves like trying new recipes and mm-hmm. she's just like that kind of woman who yeah. just like loves those things so much. So this was devastating for your family. Yeah. And really those circumstances made it impossible for her to do any of that anymore. And of course she couldn't afford that home without any support from my dad, um, this massive mortgage. And she was going out hoping to get like a minimum wage job. So it just completely changed her world and our world. I was three, so I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) But you do have memories. You know, I think you downplay how much it affected you sometimes because you were so little. I mean, I I think your siblings had more lasting effects, but I think your resiliency and your positive attitude and outlook comes, I think, some from that. But you've told me that you remember taking really cold baths because the hot water had been turned off. Yeah, we could get into a lot of hairy details here, but but yeah, it was it was rough times um as you might expect in those circumstances. Um and we, you know, we were on welfare for a while and just trying to survive, right? And my mom, you know, again, did not want to be in those circumstances who would want to be uh, and really was not prepared for it. But she just is such a great example to me of someone who, you know, made it work and went out and found a job and it was a crappy job with crappy pay. And, but she went every day and did everything she could and found other resources to help us get by. Not surprisingly, we lost that house and then moved around quite a bit. So most of my life we were moving from rental to rental Um, And she, over time, got a little bit better jobs here and there and ended up with a pretty stable job, not a lot of pay, but, you know, good benefits and very stable. We're really grateful that she found that job and it served her so well for so many years. 
ended up working there for like 26 years. But, you know, times were always really tough and financially things were really tight. And we didn't own a home of our own until I was, I think, 14. Um, and it was a very modest home that needed a lot of work. And that's probably where I, I think those were the first projects that I worked on with my brothers. And luckily, several of my brothers are pretty handy and had some experience in construction. So we as a family tore that place apart and renovated it. Again, didn't have a lot of resources to even do the renovation. So obviously, we were doing everything ourselves and trying to find ways to pay for the materials. And uh, so that was a pretty good crash course in home renovation. And, you know, we stayed in that home through when I left the house to go to college. So that those were my experiences with homes, mostly living in rentals that we couldn't do anything to change or improve, finally getting our own home and then renovating it, even even though it remained a pretty modest home even after the renovation. So for me, home is a really big deal and not just the physical home, but everything that goes around creating a safe home for a family. And my circumstances were very different from yours, but also I think kind of unusual. I, um, you know, my mother was chronically ill my whole life. She was diagnosed with a debilitating disease when I was three. Um, And so I have never really known her as a parental figure, I guess. And, And so, you know, when you think of like, the quintessential homemaker. That was not my mother at all. Um, and my my dad um, did his best and worked really hard and had a good job, thankfully, but does not value design aesthetics the same way that I do. <laughs> That's fair to say. I don't know how else to put that. Um, wanted to provide a beautiful home for his family, oh, yeah. but didn't have the first idea how to do it. And also has a little bit of a, a I would say, a, a stubborn DIYer streak <laughs> running through his body with that. I don't know how it's Stubborn to DIYer? Like, Meaning like stubborn that he wouldn't hire anyone yes, else to help? Like, why would I hire somebody else to do that? I can figure it out and I can yeah. do it myself. And he's a pretty capable DIYer. Oh, yeah. He's good, man. Yeah. Maybe not quite as detail-oriented as John, no. but also knows how to do tons of stuff. So Yeah, his um, running joke with me is, when that I say it has to be perfect too much or variations of that, because I guess I do say that a lot. <laughs> and that's not his view of what's important. But. He always says he can get it most of the way there. And then John puts all the rest of it on there and makes it look good. Um, but they have a great relationship. We've done, done, a, done lot a lot of projects, projects together. And, and that's, yeah. that, that's part of DIY that I think is so awesome and meaningful I can think of so many experiences with my brothers and with your dad where we were just working on a roof together. I helped, I helped re-roof your dad's house. And, you know. And he helped with ours. And he he's helped with so many of ours. I mean, I can't, I haven't even begun to repay anything that he's provided to us. But, um, but those experiences of being together, working on a project, I just helped my brother and my nephew with my nephew's house, um, doing, redoing their roof and so many other projects that we've done with family. And, and there's something really fun and cool about that. You know, the project itself sometimes isn't very fun, but you're together, you're working on it together and you're accomplishing something and, and you're sitting there next to each other for hours. So you're talking about what's going on and, um, it's a really good relationship builder. And that was a big part of my childhood was 
working on projects with my dad. Mm-hmm. I would go to the hardware store with him. Um, I would sit next to him while he was working on a car or, um, you know, tiling a floor or building a playhouse for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he he never said no. I would come up with a crazy idea like, Dad, I want to build this or I, I want to do a tree house. We had this massive tree in our backyard that, you know, for some reason I thought up in my head would make the perfect tree for a tree house. And so my dad and I built this tree house that definitely wasn't the safest. <laughs> I will not say it was the safest tree house. You had to like enter from underneath and climb over. I mean, looking back, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I would never let my daughter climb up there. But, um, you know, he also grew up in really poor circumstances in Mexico. So his definition of like safety standards maybe was different than everybody else's. And you didn't get hurt. I didn't get hurt. I was fine. I was fine. And it was so fun. I could climb up there and see the whole neighborhood and it was really high up. Um, So that was super fun to have a tree house. He also built me this playhouse and I... I had it in my head. It was going to be this white wood playhouse with a heart window in the in the Dutch door. And so he cut out a little heart window for me and I painted it pink. And, you know, and, and same thing, like he would help me build doll furniture. We, you know, and as I got older, it, it stayed. I mean, after decorating all of my bedrooms, I started teaching dance and I would have to design sets. I had never been a set designer before. And my dad and I together would come up with these sets for dance competitions i mean it was like he's such a stud he's such a stud and like through high school he was always the dad like rolling up his sleeves and like helping schlep props out onto the competition <laughs> floor with a big smile on his face and wearing his little hat that said jenny on the back of it i mean he just is like if there's a project he is on board and he's there with bells ringing and a big smile on his face yeah he really shows his love through service to others and he serves a lot of people especially his family and i try to emulate that too i i really want to be the guy that shows up when you need help on a project and i'm really trying to emulate jess in a lot of ways oh that would make him cry you know (laughs) like if he's listening right now he's probably tearing up but um okay so those two circumstances mine and yours together um were weird and I remember when we... <laughs> We're not weird. We, when we first got married, the idea of creating a home together that was all ours, where we got to decide the culture and we got to decide what came in and what it looked like and that kind of thing was so powerful. It was so powerful. And even I remember our very first place was this hole-in-the-wall apartment off of... What street is that? Center Street in Provo. Mm-hmm. It was so ghetto. It was really ghetto. And it was like, had like an air conditioning unit on the window. And, and it, it was had, so hot it in was the summer. so hot. Like where we couldn't even have sheets at night. I know. And we were so poor. We had a my bed from when I was single. It was a full-size bed. Okay, John's 6'2". <laughs> He's 6'2". <laughs> and I'm 5'7". And... We were sharing this little full-size bed, and I'd be like, it was so hot. I'd be like, you're touching me. You're touching me. And we literally <laughs> couldn't lay in that bed without touching each other. No, because it, it was so small. small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. But at the same time, 
I'm still so proud of how that little apartment turned out. Yeah. It looked so cute. It was always perfectly clean. I loved it. It was um, well designed. And you know what was the most important thing? It was ours. Yeah. And we could make it anything we wanted it to be. And we sort of kept that philosophy, right? Like we graduated on to different apartments and then we bought our first townhome in Iowa and made that however we wanted it and painted mm -hmm. the walls and and then you know, moved back to Utah and, and bought another place. And um, we've always kind of lived through construction. And I remember our um, home in Sugar House <laughs> that we, it was like an older, not historic, but really old. In 1948. Yeah, really old house. And it uh, needed a lot of work, but we were trying really hard to keep it within the character of the house. We didn't want to be like one of those people that go in and put like travertine tile in a 1940 house, right? So we yeah. were trying to keep it within the character and our budget and everything. And we had to move in before it was finished. And um, we had a bathtub and a toilet and a sink, just the bathroom sink. And uh, was the fridge hooked up? I think the fridge was hooked Maybe. up. Maybe. And that all you was have to it. do is plug that in. So yeah, and a true. microwave, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, we, we had torn out the the kitchen completely, oh, torn out the bathroom completely, other than the tub and the toilet. <laughs> it didn't even have a mirror up, and I had to have a surgery like right when we moved in. And I remember my sister coming over and like bringing me soup or something, and she the look on her face, <laughs> she was like, "You don't have to stay here." <laughs> You can. You she can didn't come. say this in front of me. She said it to me though. She was like, "You can, you can come stay at my house while you're recovering. You don't have to stay here. This is bad." John like, is making you stay in. You this. guys are crazy. Is really what she was thinking. Yeah, and I think she still thinks we're a little bit crazy for taking on all the projects that we do. But anyway, it was just so empowering for us to come up with our own home culture and our own home aesthetic and style and yeah. um and now sort of expand that now we've done home after home after home after home and we're in another home and i hope when people come to our home that they can feel how much love goes into it it's yeah. just i feel like our home if i could express one thing about it it's that it was built built with love that's true yeah, we talk a lot about the home being the only place that you can truly control how it looks, how it feels, what goes into it, you know, even the media you consume in it, like everything about your home is within your control. Even if you have really modest means, like we have had most of our lives, um, you can still really influence those things about your home, no matter what your circumstances are. I just think that's so empowering. It's not about having the most expensive things. It's not about having everything brand new from your favorite furniture store. Mm -hmm. It's just not. It's about curating and creating a space that you look around and you love everything in it. And if you don't love it, it shouldn't be in your home, in mm -hmm. my opinion. And you shouldn't just fill your home with things to fill it. You really should look around and say, I love every single thing in here, whether it's chairs from a thrift store or it's chairs from a really expensive store. It doesn't matter. 
we still have pieces in our home, our current home, that came from garage sales or thrift stores. And you know what? They're awesome and I'm so proud of them. Yeah. So this, these are the reasons that we started Heart of the Home podcast. And looking pa- back over the past year, I just feel grateful that we've been able to share in a, in a new way and a new platform our passion for all things home and really help people create homes that they love. Yeah. Anything we can do to support people in that journey. <laughs> I hate when people say journey, <laughs> but support people in that effort to take control of their home and really improve their quality of life, regardless of their circumstances. I hope that this podcast in some way helps people do that. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Here's to the next year. Here, here. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast, and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. Thank you so much for listening.